Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past, rediscovered. The other day, the wordy and worldly folks at Merriam-Webster Dictionary announced the word of the year. Justice. I suspect you understand why. Last year, it was feminism. The year before that, surreal. Words have meaning, and the word of the year is important. The honor memorializes social movements, labels history. I get it. But you know what never gets the credit it deserves? Punctuation. And you're right, it doesn't get the attention perhaps that it deserves, um, or at least it doesn't get that much attention in comparison to the words we use, but perhaps that's because it's so fixed in stone, because it's so immutable. We can't imagine ever doing without it. That's Keith Houston. He's a historian of punctuation. Actually, Houston is an accidental historian of punctuation. He works as a software engineer in London. About 10 years ago, amid an effort to update his band's website, Houston's friends gave him two books on typography. One, published in 1931, was called An Essay on Typography. In the essay, Houston saw a punctuation mark he'd never seen before. He said it looked like a backwards P, but with the empty space filled in. And I didn't know what it was, so I looked this up in the glossary of the other book, that had been recommended, which was called The Element of Typographic Style. And it's a, it's a modern uh, typography manual, really, about how to, how to set type. And at the back, there's a glossary. And this just the glossary alone I found really interesting. It had lots of odd characters that you wouldn't normally expect to see. And this, this, this P character, or this reverse P, was one of them. It turned out it was called the Pilcrow, and it was a paragraph mark. And there was just enough there for it to be interesting. And by interesting, he really meant it was like a rabbit hole that he emerged from with his first book, a quirky and well-reviewed bit of history called Shady Characters, The Secret Life of Punctuation, Symbols, and Other Typographical Marks. The ampersand, the hyphen, the dash, those are some chapter titles. But the one that jumped out to me was chapter two, The Interrobang. What? The interrobang is a failed punctuation mark. If you look on your keyboard, you won't find it. But when I tell you what it is, you will be immediately sad that it's not there. It's a combination of the question mark and an exclamation point, with the horizontal line connected to the hook of the question. How many times have you sent an email or a text or written some really bad poetry where you've wanted to express both of those feelings at once. Well, the world actually got close to a solution. Real close. But as Houston found in his research, there's a certain systemic stubbornness when it comes to punctuation. But we just don't, at a formal level, seem to be willing to expand the lexicon. The idea, as Houston writes in his book, dates back to the early 1960s and a New York ad man named Martin K. Spector. He was frustrated by copywriters combining both marks to convey a point. So in a bi-monthly journal called Type Talks, he offered the interrobang solution. Suddenly, punctuation 
was big news. The Wall Street Journal and other outlets reported on the idea. Various sketches and proposals for the mark were considered. Six years later, you'll never believe it. Remington Rand, one of the biggest typewriter makers in the country, added the Interrobang to one of its machines. Was it a hit? No. A big reason is this. Just because it was on a typewriter didn't mean it could appear anywhere beyond that sheet of paper. Typesetting machines would have to adapt to it too. And printers, the entire machinery of words that began with Gutenberg needed to evolve. You know, we're quite conservative when it comes to punctuation, or at least we're quite conservative when it comes to what we consider to be correct punctuation. Um, and I suspect that the Interrobang suffered from and would have continued to suffer from being this kind of outsider, you know, this non-standard mark. But the Interrobang is not totally dead. Like, if you want to use it on your iPhone to tweet about this episode, just Google iPhone and Interrobang, and the internet will help you set that up. And maybe, just maybe, this nearly perfect punctuation mark will finally catch on. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.